0: This is the Authentic Entrepreneurs podcast with your host Nick Foley
1: and Stu Saunders. Here we go. Here we go, here we go. This is what I got to say. Hey, uh, no music day. It's music free day. I I can't say I'm not disappointed. No. I wasn't getting ready for the music. I love the music. Yeah, I never know. I just uh, wasn't. I wasn't prepared, um, and I want to get right to this because I don't want to waste uh, any time today because we have a phenomenal guest.
2: Yes, a um, phenomenal guest is is an understatement.
1: Yeah, um, I almost say a stupendous guest.
2: Yeah, you would say that. <laughs>
1: um, and by the way, you don't know who we are. I'm Stu Saunders, and uh, that's. Nick Foley. Uh, and you should know, while well, you're, you're tuning in, so hopefully you know who we are. Yeah. We are the Authentic Entrepreneurs Podcast crew, the team. Uh, we also have an amazing uh, support uh, crew, too, which we often, I often forget to thank. And, and that is Mikey, who produces our show, and our uh, producer associate, uh, Portia. And uh, we are just so lucky to have this team. On uh, YouTube, we are giving them the thumbs up. I'm not giving a thumbs up. I am, and I speak yeah. for we. Yeah. So uh, today, we have an amazing guest. His name is... Greg Wells. There's a picture of him if you're watching on uh, the YouTube. Uh, And uh, Greg, I'll just read you his bio. He's a psychologist, an exercise medicine researcher at Toronto's Hospital for Sick Kids, a professor of kinesiology at the University of Toronto, the author of Superbodies. Greg is, uh, which by the way, not about you, Nick. You thought that book was all about you. It's not. Um, Greg is a sought after speaker and regular uh, contributor to the Globe Mail, CBC, CTV, TSN, which are all networks up here in Canada. Uh, Newspapers and magazines around the world, Greg lives in Toronto uh, with his family. Greg also worked with the Canadian Olympic team for a number of years about performance, uh, mental, physical performance. Uh, I've traveled with Greg myself. Uh, we have been to a number of events. He has been up to our camp. Um, you know, Greg's just an amazing human being. Yeah,
2: I've had the pleasure of listening to Greg speak on multiple occasions, and I, every time I, I do, I listen to him. Uh, and I come away with so much knowledge.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things I always like, we had Greg at our Global Summit, uh, Global Youth (coughs) Summit that we had back in April of 2018, and Greg spoke to all the teachers. And he had a series of, I think, four or five categories he was gonna go through, four categories, actually, he was gonna go through, from his book, which, by the way, is right here. Um, This is his book, The Ripple Effect, uh, Sleep Better, Eat Better, Move Better, and Think Better. This is his newest book. It's a a best-selling, amazing, phenomenal uh, book, my my wife. Thinks it's just great, and she's a good judge of everything, um, except for probably maybe
2: she got one thing wrong. ish yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's all right. You're all right. yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, so uh, Greg, he had he wanted to go through all four of these things at the global summit. With all, we had about two hundred or so teachers in the room, and he got through two of them. Yeah, I was in the room because the questions and the interest and the the, the stuff he was bringing up was incredible. Yeah. So uh, we get to hang out with Greg right now. Um, he's one of our speakers at EPIC in April and right now on the podcast. So without further ado, please enjoy our wide-ranging, uh, entertaining, inter- informative, interesting, uh, inspiring conversation with Dr. Greg Wells. All right, so we are so excited today to, uh, to welcome our friend, uh, the audio only today. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see this amazing picture of Dr. Greg Wells. Uh, Greg, welcome to The Authentic Entrepreneurs.
0: Guys, great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're excited. I'm excited. We've been doing uh, a lot of interviews lately, um, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you when I say I was super pumped uh, to have a chance to chat with you. I've known you for a number of years now and had, had a chance to travel with you and hang out with you and have dinner with you, so, um, and I, I respect you immensely. Um, for what your mission is and what you've done, um, you know, in, in all the different things you're doing with with sport and with medicine and with performance and with, you know, you're doing so much uh, incredible things and you're, you're, you're so on point with what you're doing. I really, truly believe that. Um, so I'm excited for you to share a little bit about your story, uh, what you're doing now, where you're going in the future, uh, you know, with our listeners.
0: Sure. So, First of all, Stu, I have mad respect for you as well. Thanks, buddy, for having me on the show. It's great to see you guys. I love I love what you're doing. And this is so cool that we actually get to sit and talk about it. So what am I doing? I am a physiologist. I love studying the human body, and I'm trying to figure out how I can help as many people as possible optimize their health, uh, optimize well-being, which is thriving, and to perform to their potential so that they can do... Powerful, impactful things with their lives. I love working with students. I love working just this morning. I was with a bunch of principals. Uh, I think it applies to business people, to athletes. So I'm just trying to help as many people as I possibly can and do that through public speaking, through writing books, through developing programs, through doing some research, and wrapping all of that up in uh, a way or a framework that people can use to actually improve their lives. So that's what I'm up to. That's what I'm trying to do. That's the mission. And, uh, so far so good.
1: Um, we go, sorry, Nick, um, we go way back for a 2nd Your your background is in sport. Um, like early, early, early talking about your, your swimming background.
0: Yeah, we can go way back into my teens and I was a competitive swimmer. I swam. I I was reasonably good competitive swimmer. Um, sort of like national level, A couple international meets didn't make the olympics or anything like that most of my friends did Um, i broke my neck when i was 15 years old managed to come back from a broken neck to qualify for olympic trials the following year went on to do uh swimming all the way through university and you know barely world cup level type athlete i actually went to the olympics in 1992 in barcelona uh, with ctv most of my friends qualified for the olympics i got dragged along to do television which was my first exposure to Media, and that was one of, the, without question, one of the coolest things I'll ever do in my life. Uh, I subsequently, you know, sporting wise, went on to do some cycling expeditions. I did the Tour d'Afrique bike race, which is from Cairo to Cape Town, 11,000K, uh, a little bit uh, right after I finished my PhD. I uh, played water polo and won a national championship there, and I've done a couple Ironman triathlons. So, yeah, sport has been a part of my life my whole life.
1: And I think that's, that's uh, you're driven. So, I think that's is it, it kind of comes out in what you're doing right now you're driven to compete and that's even on the idea of competing with yourself to come up with new ways for better performance uh, for humans
0: yeah and i it's sort of like a test lab like we climbed chimborazo it's a volcano in ecuador a couple years ago um another doctor from SickKids and i did it when my grad student two of my grad students came along and some of his friends from germany came along and uh, we went and tried to climb chimborazo which is a twenty thousand foot peak in ecuador it's the farthest point from the center of the earth uh if you look consider the equatorial bulge it's 200 sorry it's two kilometers higher than mount everest and we went up on the mountain we did some measurements on ourselves because we're physiologists we love to look at our our blood work and so we did that all the way up and down the mountain i ended up trying to climb it in the middle of the night And that's the laboratory right like that's when you learn about your limits that's when you learn about your psychology when you're under stress that's when you learn about what it's like to be completely depleted um, tired stressed scared and unless you have that exposure to those sorts of conditions and you've experienced it yourself I don't think you can coach people as well when you're trying to help others break through those even if they're not on the cert on the top of a mountain they may be starting a business and We all know how stressful that can be, or you may be transitioning in careers and that's scary, or you may be having a bad moment in your relationship and that's going to harm your mental health. So I try to expose myself to extreme conditions like cycling across Africa or swimming with sharks or climbing mountains or doing extreme adventures uh, to just get that capacity to understand what that feels like and how to cope with it.
2: Well, I think that's why people relate to you so, you know, so easily. Uh, Greg is just because you have that you know we're looking at someone you're working with somebody athletes, especially they can sit there and be like All right. Well, maybe he doesn't play you know basketball or hockey But you know you you, you kind of have to tip the cap where you know if someone's gonna cycle across Africa <laughs> It's gonna take some some, you know, uh, some some physical endurance and mental exhaustion and, and, and things like that, right? So, I mean, I think you you know speaking to that, you know, you work with so many different types of people um, As 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 an entrepreneur, what, what are some of the you know, what are some of the ideas or, or what are the some some of the benefits of you know of good health practices for entrepreneurship I mean I, obviously you want to be feel on point and, and top of your game but what are some of the things that you see when it comes to like young people or older people for that matter starting businesses
0: yeah and I'm in the middle of overhauling my business and a massive career change so I'm now all in on being an entrepreneur I, I retired from my position at the university and uh, I've now started uh, or I should say, sort of really revamped my company that I've had for many years, but now that is the mission, is to create the company that can have global impact. And so I'm all in on this entrepreneur journey, and I really sympathize for people. If we look at some of the statistics coming out of Silicon Valley right now, entrepreneurs are a group of people with some of the biggest mental health challenges. There's depression, there's anxiety, there's fear. There's a real problem with suicide in entrepreneurs. So taking care of yourself before you can take care of your company, I believe is a very important strategy and I actually believe that life's success comes about as a result of your lifestyle, not the other way around. I think a lot of people think that they're going to kill themselves and then get all this money and then they'll retire and then they'll start taking care of themselves. It's backwards actually, it's you take care of yourself and then you get super successful and then you get all of um, the rewards that come with that. So. It, the book that's on the table there that I see between you guys is the Ripple Effect. It's basically the, my manifesto for how to live uh, as healthy a life as you can. There's four pillars. The first one is sleep. We actually have to value sleep. I think cutting back on your sleep compromises your ability to learn, your ability to be creative, your ability to be healthy. I think healthy food is a essential strategy for all entrepreneurs. I think that entrepreneurs need to make sure that their food at home is healthy and that the food that's available for them at work is healthy so that they make the best decisions when you're tired, when you're stressed, when you're under the gun, you have healthy options available for you. And then we use exercise to strengthen the mind and to bring the brain to life. We know that moving and physical activity improves concentration, focus, alertness and is anti-depressive, is anti-anxiety. So that's crucial. And then learning to control your attention, which is all about the think component, which is in that book as well, not getting distracted. Keeping your focus, uh, getting into isolation so that you can be creative and you can problem solve. So it's really about those four pillars: eat, sleep, think, and move. And those are, I believe, essential elements for the success of any entrepreneur.
1: Well, it's interesting you say that because, well, two things. One, I just read a great article on uh, the other day. Um, <clears throat> research showing about how the lack of sleep affects memory is uh, is really interesting and, and uh, you know really becoming more more obvious, isn't it?
0: Isn't it amazing? So one of the things that's come up recently is that we do not learn anything during the course of the day, which is um, unnerving if you think about school. I actually said that at a school during a talk once, and the kids were like, I know, we learn nothing when we here." And I was like, I ah, know, that's not what I meant. I actually meant that you like, encode memories into your brain at night while you sleep. The other really interesting thing that happens when we sleep is that we're creative and we problem solve. So the first half of sleep is when you consolidate memories, when you wire your brain to encode those memories into long-term storage, those new connections between neurons, new neurons grow, the brain heals, the brain repairs itself. And then in the second half of sleep, we're creative, we problem solve, which is why you need to give yourself permission to get enough sleep. Because if you get that amount of sleep, then all of a sudden, you're going to be able to think better during the day. You're going to be more clear. You're going to be able to think more strategically. You're going to come up with new solutions to old problems. You're going to have the ability to do agile thinking, to break out of uh, previously hard, hardwired ways of thinking so that you can develop new products, new solutions, new ideas. And that's the game when you're an entrepreneur.
2: So if we stripped it all down, and we have some entrepreneurs, obviously, our most of our um our listeners are entrepreneurs and and they're let's say for instance they're just a mess and you're you're helping with them and you're helping them and you you know you have to say one thing one pragmatic approach to all four of your pillars what would you say to someone
0: yeah everyone always asks me that it's um they're like what's the one thing need to do? and I, I i get that so often yeah. and to be honest with you i actually think that's the pitfall i think that we are we, so many of the so many of us say you know what I'm going to go on a diet or I'm going to go and do some exercise I'm gonna hit the gym and we forget about the fact that all of those elements that I just talked about eat sleep think and move are interrelated so for example if you get a good night's sleep you control the hormones that regulate your appetite so you can actually control how hungry you feel during the course of the day with sleep so if you want to eat better you actually have to start with sleep then if you get a good night's sleep you release something called growth hormone which repairs all of the tissues in your body which you may have damaged during workout or with stress we also know that if you eat better the types of foods that you eat influence your ability to concentrate so if you eat foods that are higher in protein than carbohydrates you narrow your focus and help you to concentrate so breakfast and lunch and snacks during the course of the day for entrepreneurs should be protein focused with vegetables and healthy fats uh, that enables you to actually do better on the think side of things. And then if you can control your attention, that regulates your stress hormones and keeps your stress hormones down so that you can recover and regenerate and do it again the next day. So I don't think you can pick one, but if there was, if, if you're going to like hold a gun to my head and say, you know, we're going to take you out unless you pick one thing, I would say it's this, it's consistency. People who win at being healthy, people who win at ultimately reaching their potential as human beings are people that are relentlessly consistent. And a simple way of thinking about that is one percent. So if you're one percent better every single day, then over the course of a year, if you go one point zero one times, you know, three hundred and sixty five, you'll end up with about a thirty eight percent improvement in whatever it is that you're doing. Imagine if you were thirty eight percent more fit keeping in mind that the difference between someone that does not make the olympic team and stands on the podium at the olympics is probably less than 1% in most sports so you know 38% takes you from being a couch potato to being someone that's pretty consistently in good shape uh, 1% improvement in your finances compounded over the course of a years exponential gains so if i was to pick one thing it would be consistency so Stu, that's what Stu and i did over the holidays at christmas we did a 21 day workout challenge 30 minutes a day didn't matter what you did but every single day we did something just to build that consistency so i don't know Stu. i'll throw it back i'll throw it over to you and just be like like what happened to you during that time like how is your brain how did that shift work because that's consistency at play it's just what we did
1: well it's interesting because first off for you to you know, A, I appreciate you including me in the, in the experiment, um, but the 21 days, you did it over the holidays, so it wasn't just 21 days in February, it was 21 days over Christmas, New Year's, you know, all that type of stuff, so that made it harder in itself, but what happened was, and my wife, Jenny, she noticed this, was I started getting adamant about having to go do it. Right, it was like I have to go and do it, and she's well. Take that, I, I had to. So my, I had a sense of urgency in my, in my with myself. So what changed was rather than I was unable to put it off, so I, I had to. So that was a it created a it created for me a a real need to complete that. So that was you. So and I, and I noticed in terms of my physiology afterwards, I, I slept better during that twenty one days. Um, I also felt more aware of things and more attentive during the 21 days
0: and the other really cool thing about it was that we did it with six other people yeah and the simple fact we just set up a text messaging group and what you had to do is at the end of every day you had to report in on what your workout was so you were accountable to the group and if you didn't do it everybody was on your case yeah um and that helped huge as well so it's not just about being consistent but another thing that i think led to us being successful and all of us really transformed like it was amazing how much better I felt at the end, was the fact we had a group to do it with. So build a, building support networks for yourself around your health and fitness is just as important as building a support network around yourself for your business, where you might want to go and get a mentor for building a business. I would suggest you also probably need to surround yourself with people who are slightly fitter, slightly healthier than you are, because you're going to feed off of their energy and what it is that they're doing.
2: Yeah, that's great. Oh, I, so I know you travel a lot and, you know, and, and I, I travel a lot and and, uh, and I know Stu does and a lot of our listeners and things. Do, is there some things that you do on the road, Greg? I know you're you know, staying consistent, but, you know, what if you're in a, in a position where, uh, you know, you're, you're on the road for a long time and people, I, I hear this a lot from my friends who, who travel like, well, I'm on the road. So I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll cut here or I'll. I'll cheat here when it comes to food or, or, or working out. Is there some things that you bring on the road with you that are just, they're, they're non-compromisable, you, you, you do? non negotiable. Non-negotiable.
0: Yeah, my non-negotiables when I travel. So about the middle of last year in June, so to get it, give you some context, I think I did 80 public speaking events last year, probably about 50 of them were outside of Toronto where I live. I did an event in India, in Lithuania, in Poland, in many in the States, one in Australia. So I was all over the place last year, it was crazy. I got to know the staff at Air Canada very, very well. And about halfway through the year, I noticed that I was stressed, I noticed that I wasn't sleeping well, I noticed that I'd put on about 10 pounds, I just was not feeling good. And so I got home from a trip, and I looked at Judith, my wife, and I said, look, we've. I have to change this, I need help. And I need to overhaul the way that I handle myself on the road because I just made excuses. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm eating in the the, the airport or uh, you know I'm I'm ordering good food in the hotel, but it's still food in the hotel. So I now bring all my food with me when I travel, which is crazy. So what do I do? I bring a tin of what's co- of what I I found is called Living Fuel Superberry Ultimate. It's basically ground up berries and chia seeds it's got every single mineral vitamin nutrient proteins carbs fats that you need so you can live off of it if you have to what's it called Greg? Bring, it's called it's called living fuel superberry it's fantastic
1: okay
0: um discount code is gw101 i get no kickbacks on that so that's just a, a benefit for anyone that wants to check it out and throw that in the show notes um i use living fuel living protein or vegas for vega sport protein Uh, I will take that with me. I will take omega-3 capsules with me as well, um, and some nut butters or nuts, because it's easier to get nuts through security. By the way, if you want to bring berries with you, you can do that as well, but it has to be labeled from within North America as the source. So if I'm going away for 48 hours, I will bring 48 hours' worth of food with me. I bring shaker bottles, I'll bring, like it's pretty hilarious. So I was going through security about a month later, after I had this new regime, and I have a bag for food. So I have my clothes, I've got another bag for food, and my backpack with my computer. And I was going through security, because I don't, I don't check bags, and they pulled everything out of my bag. They pulled me aside, everything's out on the table, I've got six security guards around me, because there's powders everywhere, they're testing everything, there's a crowd. And at one point, I've got this huge six foot eight dude next to me, making sure I don't do anything. Um, at one point, the person looked at me and said, what is all this? And because he just couldn't believe how much stuff there was like tuna, like all sorts of stuff. And I looked at him and I said, Well, I've been on the road for a 100 days this year. I got fat. I need to do things differently. So now I bring all my food with me when I travel. And he looked at me and goes, Okay. And he said, You can go. So as soon as he just, there was so much truth to the statement when I yeah. said it, he understood what I was doing. And then I packed everything up. As I was packing up, the huge guy next to me looked at me and said, Kate, um, can I take a picture of all that stuff? And he pulled out his camera and started snapping pictures that he knows what to get. Nice. So that honestly has been the number one hack that I've wow. used this year to dramatically improve my health, my performance when I'm speaking on the road, and my ability to come home from a trip and not be exhausted. I know it seems a bit extreme but it takes me about 15 minutes before i leave to pack everything up and take it with me and that way i am controlling my environment so that i am able to perform well on the road and i don't leave anything to chance i'm not relying upon what i can find in on, on the road it's, it's huge and then the other micro thing is i do 30 minute workouts in hotels every single day and so um, that's also a huge win when you get off the plane and you get to your hotel work out for 30 minutes You feel a million times better
1: and this is you know, it's funny. You should say that but One question I wanted to ask we've we've had a chance to travel together. So I know that Greg is uh, He is he loves his workouts. We, we went to Vegas together this year um, And we went to Vegas and we left we only went outside once to see Vegas the rest of the time we were doing uh, leadership stuff um, and personal development stuff, but um you know you working with athletes you worked with the canadian olympic uh team um and of course you being a swimmer and now you're working with organizations and and educators and entrepreneurs um what is the difference between you've seen between the guy or the girl or the person who makes it to an olympics and doesn't or makes it as an entrepreneur or doesn't like what what is the what is the, the psychological or what is it that's the difference between you know this firsthand
0: yeah so the the difference is two. there's two factors the difference when you're out of competition and then there's the difference when you're in competition when you're out of competition the difference is is your lifestyle aligned with your goals and if your lifestyle is aligned with your goals and your dreams you actually reach your potential If you say one thing, I want to make the Olympic team, and your lifestyle is something else, you train hard, you do all the workouts, but you go partying once a week, clearly your lifestyle is not aligned with your goals. And the people who are successful, there's no deviation between their lifestyle and what their goals are. It is 100% in alignment. And if there's any deviation at all, even 1%, everything falls apart. So you have to align your goals and dreams with the way that you're living and vice versa. Once you're in competition, you've made the Olympics, you're at the Olympics, and I've worked with 200 Olympic athletes, I've seen this over and over and over again. I've commentated three Olympics for CTV. And so my job at the Olympics is to analyze sports and talk about it on television. The one difference at the games is whether or not you can stay focused. There's so many distractions. There's media, there's sponsors, there's your family, there's other competitors everything is competing for your attention and those people that are able to block it out and focus on their sport, and even more importantly on their own performance um, are the ones who wins the best example of that is a guy named alex Bilodeau, who won a gold medal in 2010 in vancouver and he was at the top of the moguls run he's a skier so the moguls run is about 20 seconds long and you go over a whole bunch of bumps and then there's two huge error moves you're doing mogul skiing up into the air, a move, mogul skiing up into the air, land, and then finish. takes about 20 seconds. His was 19.3 seconds. And at the top of the run, Alex Bildo was looking down the run. On either side of him are rows and rows and rows of cameras. At the bottom are 5,000 drunk spectators who are yelling and screaming. And next to him, coming right after him, is the Australian who he's competing with to win the gold medals, between the two of them to see who gets gold. So every potential for distraction is there, that when you zoom in on the video of him at the top of the run and you look at him, he's speaking to himself and mm-hmm. he's focused on the run. He's looking at the run, nothing else. And he's speaking to himself and he's saying forward and soft, forward and soft, forward and soft, forward and soft, over and over and over and over again in French. and. What forwards meant was he wanted to go, his knees to go forwards over the bumps when he was doing moguls, and he wanted to feel soft in the air when he did his two aerial maneuvers. Forward and soft, forward and soft. So he had distilled his entire performance, 20 years of training down to two words. And he was saying that to himself over and over and over again, right before he began the performance to eliminate all distractions. That's the level of focus that is required in order to be able to succeed at the games, so yeah, out of competition, in competition, out of competition, it's lifestyle; in competition, it's focus.
1: So it's 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 doing that consistently. You're saying a hundred percent of the time. I, um, it's interesting. We had uh, we had um, Alan Stein on the show uh, a few weeks ago, and Alan, you know, worked with NBA players, and he talked about uh, Kobe Bryant, who would get up at four o'clock in the morning to do his basic workout which were all the basic moves of basketball in the off season as he would in the on season and when people questioned him he said well there's a reason why i'm number one in the world
0: yeah so i just listened to uh lebron james's interview on the tim ferris podcast recently that was great yeah and i was struck by the fact that lebron greatest basketball player arguably in history except for maybe him and Jordan that you know Jordan is Jordan argument back and forth Jordan's the
1: greatest right and
0: he he repeatedly does basic layups every single practice yeah the basic the most basic move in all of basketball every single day at his level he practices layups so it's it's making sure that the basics are covered the fundamentals are solid. You build upon that and you do it over and over and over again and that leads to, it's not rocket science, everyone's looking for shortcuts. There's this huge biohacker movement, people looking for a drug or um, some chemical or some equipment they can buy or a tactic or a strategy that's going to help them cut corners and get there faster. doesn't work. It might work a little bit, but the people who are successful long term are not the people that have biohacked their way to success. They're the people that have put in the blood, sweat, tears, struggle, sacrifice, practice to get their skills, knowledge, expertise, and ability to such a level that their average performance is good enough to win. Adam Vancouver, one of the athletes that I work with, um, broke the world record in practice before the Olympic Games, did not break the world record at the Olympic Games, but went slower than his best time and still won. Mark Tewksbury did the same thing way back in 1992 when he won swimming gold medal. I used to train with, with Mark uh, when we were growing up. And I remember him breaking the Canadian record in practice, and he went to the Olympics and and was able to, you know, beat the American who had an off day that day. So it's it's just that consistency that makes all the difference in the world, and, and the basics matter.
1: Two, two things, Greg. Uh, one, um, Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all times. <laughs> I and agree. And number two uh when that tim ferris interview with 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 uh with james i thought of you because he talked about his sleep routine and how he you know how it's the most important thing he does is his sleep and i thought greg must love to hear this because you you talk about all the time
0: yeah i've been saying it for years and you know, wrote that book that you've got on the desk there and to hear LeBron say that was mm-hmm. awesome. You know, his entire life is built around making sure that no matter where he is in the world he has the opportunity to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, he has that a routine. That is the number one focus of his day, of his practice, of his strategy session is ensuring that he sleeps well. That was, it was awesome to hear that.
2: Yeah. Is there a magic number to like how many hours you need in order to be, you know, to, to sleep well? My, my wife says it's
1: 12 to 15.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's different for everybody. But the numbers are pretty clear. You need five complete sleep cycles, 90 minutes each, which adds up to seven and a half hours on average, so between 7 and 8, to have the lowest possible risk of all-cause mortality. Any less than 6, your risk of all-cause mortality goes up. Any more than 9, your risk of all-cause mortality goes up. But I think that if you sleep a lot, like more than 9, it's a symptom, you're sick. Less than nine causes problems. Sweet spot is between seven and eight. If you're stressed, you need one extra sleep cycle, nine. If you've done a very hard workout that day, nine. Um, if you haven't been sleeping well for a while and you need to catch up, one extra sleep cycle gets nine. Uh, the, my favorite tool right now for figuring that out is I have an URA ring, O-U-R-A, and it tracks sleep, I believe, quite well. And I've learned an enormous amount from about myself using that tool so people can check that out if they want to start tracking their own sleep a little bit better.
1: Um, You know, you talked a lot about, uh, earlier about your routine of your food, your eating. Um, You know, is there, for people who don't, can't do that, who don't, um, you know, who don't, they they say they have no time to prepare, if you're out and about, let's just say you're out and about, is there like a rule of thumb for things you should do when you're out, like when you're eating out or when you're, you're out socially with people? You know, we've had dinner together. You know, what, what is what is that? What what, is, what should an entrepreneur do to maintain their level of energy and focus, but they still have a, a very involved social life in terms of yeah, their sure. business?
0: Yeah, sure. That's a really good point, Stu. Like when we were in Vegas, we went out every single night. Um, not hard, but we no. would go out for dinner and sort of deconstruct the day. And I know entrepreneurs, you you have to be social. You do business with people that you trust and that you like, so you want to be meeting people, you want to be spending time with them. So a few rules. The more plant-based you can eat, in general, the healthier you're going to be. So the more vegetables you can consume, the better. That's part one. Um, part two is nothing processed. If you, you know, when you're traveling, when you're in the airport, if it's coming out of a package, it's probably not good for you. So avoid that completely. Uh, you can have carbohydrate type foods, rice, pasta, bread, etc., if you have done workouts. But if you have not done your workout that day, you really need to stick to vegetables and protein. And healthy fats on the road are so important for us, and at home. So that's things like cold water, fatty fish, coconut, avocado, olive oil, nut butters. All of those are incredible for you. But in general, it's, you know what's healthy, you know what's not healthy. And so skip the desserts. Um, have as many vegetables as you as you possibly can. And if you're looking for a, overall strategy that you can adopt like a style of eating the mediterranean diet has been shown in the research consistently to lengthen life and reverse chronic illness so if you're looking for a a style of eating if you eat mediterranean style uh, diet you're going to have the best possible chance of being healthy for as long as possible another little tiny strategy i do is uh, if i order a glass of wine and you're really good at this too stew you get really good wine one glass and a big glass of soda water and lime next to it and that way you're hydrating as you drink and the less you can drink the better because alcohol wipes out stage two three four deep sleep so you pass out but you don't actually recover and you don't consolidate those memories and the brain doesn't wash itself out so confining alcohol to the weekends and minimizing it during the course of the week I believe is a really important strategy for anybody that has designs on being truly world-class at whatever it is that they do uh, so that's just another little tactic that you can do and a few ideas for eating healthier on the road
2: when you do your 30 minutes um, your 30-minute your workout is there is there something specific that like entrepreneurs that people should work like look into or lean into when it's 30 minutes or just 30 minutes of movement
0: So, 90, sorry, 85% of the population doesn't get enough physical activity to prevent a chronic disease. That's not even to be healthy, that's just not to get sick. So, anything is beneficial, and it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. Research from McMaster University in, in Canada shows very clearly that even as little as two to three minutes a day has dramatic positive benefits. It also doesn't need to be hard. We know that walking 15 minutes a day decreases your risk of breast cancer and colon cancer 24 to 40 percent so it doesn't need to be hard doesn't need to be that long and anything is beneficial so if you're tired a 15 minute walk is fantastic my favorite go-to is 30 minutes easy run on the treadmill you can do that anywhere you can go outside Uh, it doesn't have to be have to be on the treadmill you can run around the city wherever you are but the 30 minute run is by far my go-to if I have energy, if I feel pretty good and I want to get a bit more um, you know, physiological um, workout in, then strength training at the hotel that you're in happens to have a gym, that's great. Uh, you definitely do that. But really, there's four components of fitness I want everyone to try to activate on a biweekly basis. So every couple of weeks, I want you to hit each one of these four elements. The first one is to get fit. That's something that's cardio related, walk, swim, run jog bike paddle like cardio type workout that's crucial releases amp kinase which is a molecule that extends your lifespan second thing is something to do with speed so fast so first one is fit second one is fast if you change speeds you're activating the nervous system you're releasing uh, lactic acid and the anaerobic system is activated it's a completely different pathway inside the body with all sorts of benefits that one's really good for the brain third one is force you want to do some strength training once every couple weeks at least you should be lifting weights ideally a couple times a week and the final one is flexibility I really think that all of us need to stretch every single day that could be yoga that could just be sitting on the ground stretching a little bit my favorite is five minutes of stretching before I jump on a plane some lunges and um, hip flexor stretching all any and all of those have benefits so it's fit fast force and flex if you touch on all four of those over time, repeatedly, you're going to get into a really great place.
1: Um, I, we don't want to take too much of your time, Greg. We know you're busy, but um, one of the things that I'm, you know, we both are, you and I both are. We, we love working with young people, um, and there's a lot of parents I know who listen to our podcast, and we have a lot of students. Actually, this podcast is being used in some colleges and now in some high school classrooms um, for entrepreneurship classes. But um, with the sedimentary lifestyle that we're seeing in young people right now, with the uh, you know the overwhelming uh, um, the phone usage, the iPads, the iPhones, the computers, the gaming, um, are you seeing? Are you concerned? Are you seeing? And what should parents do um, for young people to keep them healthy?
0: Yeah, it's it's a huge challenge right now, Stu. It's a and it's a, it's a huge challenge because we need technology to work, and if we think that we have issues with tech right now, it's nothing compared to what's coming. The phones that we have now, while we think are very advanced, are going to look like bricks in five years. In fact, there's a document that I read recently that some of the large tech companies are fully planning on 10 years from now, there will not be phones. It will all be devices on your body so uh, i've got an ura ring on i've got my apple watch on i've got an iphone within reach my ipad is here my like we need technology to do our jobs Uh, i don't think tech is bad in and of itself i have the entire history of all human knowledge in my pocket right now you ask me who the sixth president of the united states is 30 seconds from now i'll know i'll just look it up that's incredible we have the ability to communicate with anybody on the planet in real time I FaceTimed my kids and put them to bed last night even though I was not in the same city. That's incredible. And the research shows that if you positively engage in social media, you comment positively on other people's activities, that can improve your mental health. If you passively consume content on social though, it will negatively affect your mental health. So that's the compulsive scrolling through Instagram at three o'clock in the morning. That's bad. So what I've been saying to parents and students lately is this, it's intention versus compulsion if you're intentionally using technology to communicate positively to accomplish a task to share an idea to create a movement then i think the tech is fantastic if you are compulsively using technology if you're addicted to social if you are gaming eight to ten hours a day and not making a lot of money that is a huge problem So it's about intention versus compulsion. And that goes for students, that goes for teachers, that goes for principals, that goes for parents, that goes for business people. Frankly, some of the most digitally distracted people I've ever encountered are principals. They're constantly connected. Their phones are constantly going off. Um, But at the same time, I think that students really need to learn about how to use technology, but then also, even more importantly these days, how to disconnect from technology and here's the reason why that's so important from a science perspective. I truly believe that right now we spend the vast majority of time in beta wave brain activity. That's the hustle brain waves where we're we're speaking or we're communicating or we're getting something done. We spend so much of our time there. We're constantly activated. We've not given ourselves the chance to move into other brain waves like alpha wave wave brain uh, alpha wave brain activity, which is when you're reflecting or theta wave activity, when you're being creative, or even more importantly, gamma wave brainwaves, which is when we're making leaps of understanding. All of those other three types of brainwaves depend upon being unplugged from tech. So we need to use technology to get the job done, whatever it is we happen to be doing, but at the same time, we need to give ourselves permission and uh, permission to break away from technology so that we can actually activate these other Brainwave states to unlock our potential.
1: Um, I know Nick has a final question for you, but <clears throat> before I let Nick do his question, and I'll do my final question with you. Um, is John Quincy Adams was the sixth president of the United States?
0: Oh, excellent! I didn't know, but I'm glad you looked that up. Well, I did,
1: and I just to prove your point, I just <laughs> looked up my nice. phone, and I was just <laughs> curious, and I uh, didn't know who it was. Um, your final question, Nick.
2: Well, Greg, I'm interested in your in your company. You you um, you know you. you you said you resigned from. Are you retired from your position at the hospital? What? Uh, so what's what's the things that you're doing right now that, you know, that we can you know kind of get a hold of or be a part of in order to uh, enhance our, um, you know, enhance our livelihoods? I know as an entrepreneur, I, I took a whole. I know you can see this, but I, I took a whole uh, whole bunch of notes here. So I mean, this is stuff that I'm going to be adding to my my regular regime. But where can you know we we get a hold of the fact that you know you're doing all this great stuff?
0: Yeah, sure. So. Um, it's actually kind of interesting i think how i've uh, constructed things since changing my life around so previously i was a professor at the university where i taught i did research at a children's hospital here in toronto uh, and then i did public speaking and writing books and had a cons and I had a con- a company on the side through work at strategic coach which is an entrepreneur coaching company in toronto I, I worked through and identified what my unique ability is, what I do best, and that is knowledge translation, taking research and making it understandable and actionable for people to make their lives better. I think that's one of the reasons why the stuff that I did at the Olympics was so well received. I did a series called Super Bodies that broke down the science of sport, and that series that we created went all over the world and was broadcast to over a billion people in, in China and India and Malaysia and Germany and Canada, the US. It was It was really cool. But the reason why that worked in hindsight was because I did what I really do best, which is decoding science. So I figured I needed to do more of that and less of the stuff that I was not as good at. Frankly, I'm incompetent at administration and committee work. And so that's a big part of what I was doing at the university. I'm a good teacher, but I'm not a great teacher. So that was another big part. So I let that stuff go, kept my research program at the hospital because that's where I can generate knowledge around exercise for kids with chronic disease. And I just love it. Um, And then I've allocated a lot of time, Greg, to speaking and and writing books. I've broken apart Greg and my company. And the company now, the Wells Group, is uh, a group of experts who create programs and courses and do consulting and coaching around health, well-being, and high performance. And we do that in schools, and we do that in businesses. But we do, do it for people that are high performers. We're really good at working with people who are trying to be the best in their field like the athletes who are trying to lead schools who like principals uh, who are trying to establish businesses like entrepreneurs or trying to lead businesses like executives that seems to be the group that resonates the best with us and it's just exploded life has taken off in the last year Um, it required letting go of something that i've been working on for 21 years and using that experience and all of that knowledge to create something brand new Um, but it was definitely like stepping off the edge of a precipice when i when i clicked the button and and pressed go on all of that but that's how i've constructed things these days and it seems to be working really really well
2: congratulations on all that by the way
1: Um, thanks buddy two two things greg uh one i know that you're working on and I, i i don't know if this is public knowledge but i know you're working on your next big um book your next big next big story um and that i think is you know we've talked about this that is the the biggest uh challenge right now that there is we're facing is mental health issues and challenges um you know is that something you're focused on right now like working on that it is
0: yeah the deadline is a week from now so i'm in deep isolation i'm obviously not going to hit my deadline um i'm gonna be a few weeks late but um and this is an interesting strategy that people can use what i basically did was i've been recording every single speech that i've given for the last 3 years and i transcribed all of them flipped them all onto a website called rev.com which gives me the transcript back and i've been reading through everything i've said for the last few years in addition to that i have a podcast you can check it out the Dr Greg Wells podcast it'll be um, in the where show I've notes interviewed a load of different experts, and when I interviewed the experts on mental health, I pulled all of that information out as well, and I've had some of the most incredible people on the show like Dr. Bill Howard and Dr. Sarah Gardner, uh, you know, some of the world leading experts on on mental health, and have really settled into what I think are some factors that not only enable people to have better mental health when we put them into practice, but Perform at a much much higher level at whatever it is that we care about the most, and that can be sports, music, academics, business, whatever. And the factors are really interesting. There's attention, and I, I call it radical attention. Radical meaning thorough and complete. So it's controlling your attention. Uh, a, another factor which is really interesting is awareness, and that is creativity. That's thinking outside the box, expanding your thinking beyond what you're what you're traditionally thinking about. Um, the third one is acceptance, which is accepting yourself where you're where you're at. I think radical acceptance is something that's missing in our our world for yourself and for other people. And if the fourth one, which is interesting given the name of this podcast that you're that you guys are doing, is authenticity. And if we have authenticity, if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, if we're true to ourselves, if we're true to our mission, if we're true to our strengths, that also unlocks many of our abilities so those are some of the ideas that i'm exploring for this one Um, obviously i'm weaving in the physiology of it that's where those four brain waves uh, come from i've noted that when we're focused and when we're attentional when our attentional control is working well that activates beta waves Uh, awareness seems to activate alpha waves Uh, acceptance seems to activate theta waves and authenticity seems to activate gamma waves so i'm really diving into the brain science behind it and Trying to give people a, a structure and a framework upon which they can build their lives and do things a little bit differently, and hopefully ultimately deal a little bit with this mental health epidemic that we're faced with.
1: I uh, I can't wait to to dig into that. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fantastic because you have a great way as you and what you want to do is you want to be able to disseminate uh, complicated things so everybody can understand them, and I think you do a great job. Yeah, of that.
0: do something with it, right? Yeah. Like, okay, so for example, um, awareness is critical. So how do you cultivate awareness? Well. Yeah. Uh, where you're in it physically active being physically active improves your ability to control your attention that helps actually you need to be very still if you want to develop better awareness and think outside the box so you can control your physiology to do it better uh, music can make a difference if you're listening to music that can actually help you control your attention it can help you execute it can help you hustle but if you're being creative and trying to come up with a new idea that you actually can't use music so there's ways of controlling your environment and controlling your brain that enable you to do all of these different tasks at the highest possible level so i think when we show people what they need to do to do certain things that they'll be able to make better decisions and get out of the just the the trap that we're all in right now this treadmill this this um whatever the mouse wheel that we're you know the, the hamster wheel that we're all on right now and ultimately live a very, very different life. Yeah,
2: fantastic stuff. So Greg, we know that you're going to be at uh, Epic in, in April. Can you, can you share with our audience a little bit what you're going to talk about on that stage?
0: Uh, that's a great question. I actually don't know yet. So <laughs> Stu challenged me to do new content there. So I will have something new. I don't know what it will be yet. It will probably. What I'm really trying to distill down and have ready by April is a performance model for elite business people where there's a structure and a framework that we can use to perform consistently over time, uh, that they can use to make decisions about how they structure their lives. So that's the that's the where I'm playing, um, but I don't know what that's going to look like. Stay tuned. Well, I love it. You know, we always
1: talk about. I was uh, I was having a, a meeting the other day with a friend of mine, and and we were talking about a lot of speakers out there are quote unquote motivational speakers out there. They say you can do anything, be better. Whatever, and they kind of leave it there. And I think what you do is you say, You can do anything, you can be better, and here's how. So,
0: yeah, and not only that, stupid, like, here's how, here's my experience doing it, and here's the research that backs it up. Yeah. I'm really, and I don't want to put anyone else down. It's not, it's so easy to poke holes in what other people are doing, but. Uh, The the challenge is to to point out what people are doing right. And there's a few people out there that are doing really interesting things. They're doing the work in the companies to find out what works well. They're on the expeditions to figure out how to push their bodies to the limits. They're testing out the protocols to see what works and what doesn't. We have to combine research with uh, experience. And when you have that research and the experience and you're generating the knowledge and you're consuming it and you're testing it yourself, that's when... I believe we can really be leaders uh it really scares me when people just throw ideas out there that um that haven't been rigorously tested either in the lab or in the real world so uh it's yeah. just what i'm trying to do and the cool thing is it's fun right it's you're you're pushing the limits you're learning and half the time things don't work so um which is always always makes for interesting stories when when you fail spectacularly like i have uh, way too much so yeah i'm, I'm excited about it
1: Well, thanks my friend. Um, you know, I, I love spending time with you. Um, it's great to share a conversation with you and our audience. Um, how, how do people get a hold of you? How do they
0: get super easy? I've got a website. It's drgregwells.com. It's in the middle of being overhauled, but it works. Um, all my stuff is there. Uh, the podcast is the Dr. Greg Wells podcast. You can check it out on iTunes, Google play, and all of my social media are at Dr. Greg Wells. So connect with me there and flip me your questions and I will answer every single one of them. I promise
1: awesome right. this
2: has been a real learning experience thanks thanks a lot greg
0: thanks nick thanks to you guys are the best i really appreciate it
1: yeah we'll talk soon my friend
0: all right buddy take it easy
1: bye okay. what a crazy good conversation with greg wells amazing you know he's so
2: smart and so personable and, you know it's funny he was just like goes on gives you this great insight and you know i remember watching him like i like before we're talking about his uh his speech at global and i remember watching him and he's just so like you know easy to ask questions to and so approachable and just like you know just a genuinely awesome guy and
1: and when we finished that interview up we were just saying goodbye to him and he said like that was fun let's do more yeah and i think we could do another hour and uh so uh, what was your takeaway what was one takeaway you want to throw out to this to recap the
2: sleep cycles I, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm getting enough sleep. I'm an early riser, but um, I think I need to you know kind of up my go-to-bed game even a little better so I can get that seven and a half uh, to eight sweet spot. I, I think I'm getting at s- uh, around seven, but I got two young kids. One likes to get up in the middle of the night, so I don't know if I'm necessarily getting my sleep cycle, so I really want to go in on that.
1: Uh, mine was the, the four uh, pieces right here.
2: Fit, fast, force, and flexibility.
1: Yeah, that was really great, and I think that's... Also, I'm looking forward to his mental health stuff. We, mm-hmm. we had a long talk about it when we were in Vegas together and we chatted a lot about mental health young people um, and so I'm looking forward to what Greg's gonna really you know break apart and break down the whole the realities of mental health and how we can work with it and make it better
2: Yeah. well you know and apart from like you know the doctor in front of his name you know he's got that credibility because he you know, he's he throws himself into yeah into the the, the ring, if you will. You yeah. know what I mean? He he climbs the mountains. He cycles across Africa. He does this, and he knows what your body's gonna be like. Yeah. So that
1: makes him so credible, right? Rather than just talking about it, he knows. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. He knows. He's practiced what he preaches. That's right. Um. So thanks, Greg. Um. His book is Ripple Effect. It's available in bookstores all over. Uh, all over the world, uh, on Amazon or in Chapters or Indigo or Barnes and Noble, wherever you are. So check that out. Um, Worth the read. Um, And uh, we will definitely have a part two with Greg in the future. Um, But until we talk again, don't forget to subscribe, like,
2: what else do we? Rate. Rate. Uh, We're on all the channels. We're on Spotify, uh, YouTube. You call it the YouTube a lot. I noticed that. The YouTube. You notice that? He calls it The YouTube, but it's actually YouTube. So they yeah. dropped the The, I think, in the first month. My mom calls creativity. it The YouTube and The Facebook. It used to be The Facebook. The Instagram. Anyway, like us on that. We have a new uh, Instagram account. What's it called?
1: The Authentic Entrepreneurs, funny enough. Yes, absolutely. So check that out. And uh, we will be back again next week on your uh, preferred listening device. And until then, keep being authentic.